Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. Today, we have Angela Kamek, and we have Jessica Amel, and they are the daughters of Janet Firkin, and the name of their product is Janet's Compotes. And I have to hear how you guys decided that Janet's product was so worthy that you wanted to start a company behind it because this has been like a family recipe for a long time. So let's hear how you guys got started. First of all, thanks for having us on. This is really exciting. Um, She actually created the products in um, forever ago when we were teenagers. Um, So we were her kind of little guinea pigs when she was just kind of like playing around in the kitchen. She just loved to cook. She's still around. She's still our best friend. And um, so that was, that was real interesting. She kind of struck on gold um, in the nineties when spicy wasn't really that popular in the Midwest. Uh, So kind of getting this um, sweet and spicy combination was um, unique and pretty cool at the time. So Angie, I don't know if you want to give a little couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Um, so, her, and yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having sure. us. Yes. Um, so she actually grew her business in a commercial kitchen. She moved out of our house, um, the one that we were growing up in. Uh, she lived in the house, but she moved the production out, <laughs> the business um, out. Yeah. obviously. Um, and she really grew the business um, out of her commercial kitchen, which was just a few blocks away from our house. And she was shipping all over the country to gift shops and specialty food shops um, until she retired in 2017. And she said, if you want the recipes, you can have them. There's no pressure. Jessica and I were both doing different things at the time. And we both had kids, but we were like, yeah, we'll do it. Of course, knowing nothing about how much work was going to go into it. Um, so we actually renamed the company after her because why not? You know, we had the opportunity, the time to change. And we always say she's the finest. So Janet's finest compotes made sense. Um, and it also not just sort of honoring our mom, but also being able to honor her legacy of what she had built, that she always did things the right way to the finest. And so even now when we're doing things, it's like, that's not Janet's finest. You know, we really make sure that our quality is high and kind of everything we do, we sort of set this bar from our mom. So, so a compote is different than a jam or a jelly in what way? I'll, I'll uh, describe a jelly really is made from fruit juices. Um, The, the, bulk of the fruit is strained out and you're left with the juices, which are then processed with pectin um, and it's delicious. Um, a compote, however, is it started with whole fruit um, and it remains in uh, as a part of the ingredients the whole way through. So what you end up with are the, the textural elements like the seeds and you know, parts of the fruit in there that, that kind of give it a little bit uh, more oomph, if you will. And your current flavors, I know the blueberry jalapeno is a big seller, but you also have, is it raspberry habanero? 
Actually, um, all of our, oh, this is oh, why we're ahead. sisters. We talk over each other. <laughs> all of our compotes are just jalapeno. We don't use any other kinds of peppers. We are still using just our mom's recipes. So that's what she used. Um, raspberry jalapeno is our bestseller. And then cranberry jalapeno is actually our second bestseller. Um, which is something that a lot of people don't think about. We think it's super unique, um, but especially for the holidays and entertaining in the fall, it's just a really unique flavor that she came up with, which of course we always ask, like, how did you do this? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and that's <laughs> typical Midwestern like woman, like so humble. <laughs> so true. Now, as we've matured in our palate since the Food Network came on board, we are having boards and cheese and charcuterie platters. But in the day, how were people using the compote? Were they using it in the same way or has it changed over time? Um, you know, it's funny how things have evolved. She always uh, said it's best over a block of cream cheese. And so that was sort of the, the easy Midwest kind of cheese board back then like yep. in the 90s. and um and she still loves it a lot of people love it um we've kind of moved forward and we think that goat cheese and gouda and some of the other cheeses that are more available now um than back in the day um are also really great pairings and what we see a lot more on the cheese board these days were you able to retain a lot of Janet's original accounts? And then how did you build on that? Or how are you building on that moving forward? Yeah, we did. Oh, sure. Yeah, we we have. Um, I mean, it took us a little bit of time to get back to her level. Um, we did retain a lot of her accounts because it was so relational. She had so many amazing relationships with her customers. And for us, Customer service is really high on importance. So the quality of our ingredients, the quality of our product, and then paired with just good old fashioned, good customer service. So yeah, so we actually have retained a lot of her customers, wouldn't you say, Jessica? Um, and then this crazy thing happened during COVID. You know, we were, we had made this like grand plan that we were going to grow and here's how we were going to grow. And then COVID hit. And so you know, like everybody else, you take a few weeks to go, let's, let's go watch Netflix for a little bit. And then now let's go assess how we're going to do this. So um, I think we made plan B, C, D, E, F that year. And what ended up happening, um, and I have to give a little bit of credit to Jessica here on this one, is that we sent samples to um, I think like eight cheese board makers on Instagram. And we were pretty new to Instagram at the time. Um, we're both in our forties, full disclosure. So we hadn't been on Instagram before that, not a lot at least. Um, but anyway, so we met, for example, Kelsey from the Boardloon um, locally, and then several others nationwide. And then out of nowhere, we became kind of a the premier jam brand um, for cheese boards on Instagram. And so we had, you know, built a website out, and we started selling wholesale. Um, off our website to these cheese board makers all over the country. And I mean, that first year we sold, I, like, like, I don't even know what percentage, like so much more than we thought we would ever do. In fact, they asked, like, can you make smaller jars? Can you make mini jars? We need some for our 
small cheese boards. We need some for our medium size. And so our jar size actually changed. Our product changed because of this, um, which was such a shock. So anyway, your long, long answer to your question of how are we growing, that was the next step and it was not the plan, um, but it has been incredible actually because now we're doing kind of backwards. We're getting on shelves after having an explosive growth via, um, you know, straight to direct to consumer. So. That is a pretty cool story that probably couldn't have happened without the pandemic because cheese boards in general sort of branched out during the pandemic because it was one thing that you could buy or arrange or have or deliver to feel like you're having this communal experience. Cause we were all having these weird food experiences. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, can you guys talk about, were you nominated or did you apply for a good food award? We have not. Um, we recently became a good food member uh, just a few months ago. So we did miss the window for um, the good food awards. It's definitely one of our goals. Yeah, because I can see your product is really a premium uh, flavor and it's unique. And I can see that being a good next step for you. We did attend the good food awards, though, um, in April. And that was super fun just to be around like that community and the people who care really passionate about quality food. That was awesome. Were there any products that you encountered there that you've just like not been able to get out of your mind or you thought were excellent? My gosh, they had the smorgasbord the first night for all of us. Yeah. We're both like remembering it. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like the cheeses and just the chocolates and the way things all like interconnected. It was overwhelming, Stephanie, to be honest. I love it. (laughs) That sounds amazing. It was. You should come with us next time. Yeah, I think I'm I'm angling for an invite here. Okay, so <laughs> your mom is still around and you are you guys making your own products in a commercial kitchen or do you make them through a distributor at this point or a co-packer? Yeah, right now what we are um we're using a co-packer um in Minneapolis Northeast and that has been a wonderful experience for us. We've been with them for about a year and a half. Um, it's It feels really nice to contribute to the Minnesota community in that way. Um, sure, long ter- long-term goals are to have our own facility. We would love to have that. Um, we're just not quite there yet. Yeah, and I'm happy to hear you say you've had a good experience with your co-packer because in a product setting, some people don't have such a great experience right away. It takes them a long time to get their product refined in exactly the right way, but it sounds like your experience was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Knock on wood, thankfully, right? Um, Besides like the internet, uh, where can people find your products in Minnesota? Angela, want to take that one? Yeah. So we uh, recently are joined the Kowalski's cheese counters. So every Kowalski's um, location has our compotes and we are like blown away by their support. Uh, A lot of times they're right up front. (laughs) We keep seeing the displays when we're delivering. It's like, oh my gosh. So so we're having so much fun getting to know their cheesemongers because they are awesome. And it's not me actually, it's Jessica who's doing that, who's been delivering. So I can't take any credit for that. Um, and we're at cruise market, um, also, and, um, you know, looking forward to hopefully getting on some other shelves in the city. Yeah. 
and selling wholesale to all these people making boards, which there is a lot of them. I just sure. interviewed the greater good at Minnesota. I don't know if you guys work with her yet, but. Have we worked with the greater? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's cute. Cool. We'll have to meet her. Yes. <laughs> that's our, that's yes. our people. All right. Well, it has been super fun to talk to you. Thanks for reaching out. Um, I just, you know, I'm a big canner and I like making my own stuff. So I think it's really cool that you're taking your mom's recipe and not even changing it, just kind of helping spread the word. And also Janet's finest. I don't know that like, I'm going to get that out of my head. Like what would Janet do? <laughs> you know how, like you think about quality and just thinking about like doing the right thing. Cause sometimes it's hard to remind yourself to do the right thing when there's shortcuts that you could take. So, uh, I don't, my mom has died a while ago, so I think I might just adopt Janet for a while. She's everybody's mom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Like that. We all need a mom too, right? We do. Yeah. I love it. You guys, thanks for joining me today. It's been super fun. Thanks so much for having us. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay.